Welcome to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Ben. And this is a podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. And today's topic is... The Real Housewives! Ben, we were talking about the real housewives. I made you watch Beverly Hills and New York City. I'll never be the same. I mean, how can you be after watching these shows, right? Scarred for life. (laughs) I've been a huge fan, and for all of you that know me, know this, of The Real Housewives. I first started watching The Real Housewives of Orange County, which is the OG, might I add. So the show has grown and expanded so much and they have multiple spin-offs and they also have spin-offs of spin-offs. So, for example, they have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but then they also have Vanderpump Rules. And apparently they're now in the works of having like Vanderpump Dogs or or something along that lines. But anyway, so the show has multiple spinoffs like Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of New York City. Each show has its various women slash characters in it and they're each unique I would say. So I had Ben watch Beverly Hills because that's one of my favorites because they're very you know luxurious, they're very bougie and the drama is not too too crazy like it's it's pretty mild compared to the other ones. Wait, that that was mild? That was mild, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. I know. If you want to go on the extreme, I would say, like, Real Housewives of, like, Atlanta or New Jersey because it, the, the drama is just crazy. And they will, like, they will, like, physically fight some of these women. So that's a little too much. Okay, so like I mentioned before, Ben and I watched um, the newest season of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is in its ninth season. Yes, so it's been around for quite some time. Um, so in this season, we have Erica Girardi, Teddy Mellencamp, Lisa Vanderpump, Lisa Rinna, Kyle Richards, Dorit Kemsley, and our newest cast member, who is Denise Richards. So we should probably warn our listeners at this point, right? There's going to be lots of spoilers for this season. Oh, yeah. So we're discussing up to um, episode five, because that's as far as I've watched. So Yeah. So Ben, before watching um, the show, what were your expectations? Well, Becky, (laughs) (laughs) I thought that with like Beverly Hills, you know, I knew that they were going to be like richer and uh, they would be more glamorous. Um, I suppose... I didn't necessarily expect the types of interpersonal dynamics that they give us. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily realize how much their other family members would be on the show. I thought it'd be more mm-hmm. like just the real housewives on the show, but it's like sometimes you see their family members and their young children and stuff, and 
that makes me wonder what it's like being like a child growing up with this camera around you, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I watched the first couple of episodes and texted you quite a bit. I found that parts of it made me anxious because there was a lot of socializing and like lots of big crowd crowds. Like the first episode has um, Kyle giving a pool party and it's mm-hmm. this very lavish affair with like an ice cream machine tended by people outside in a bar and uh, just like so many people. And I'm watching this scene and I'm just getting anxiety of just like, wow, like there's too many people here. They're all air kissing. They're all saying hi in that really um, loud, fake way that people do when they are maybe not happy to see you, but they're going to pretend to be happy to see you because it's a social situation, but secretly they're plotting to murder you. So it just I was just like, well, I can't watch another episode right now. I'm too charged up by this. But I think I've adapted since then, or I've, I've calibrated myself to it. I have to say that, first of all, I'm super proud that you were even like willing to watch these shows. So thank you. I will say, though, that as much as Real Housewives might not be my cup of tea in terms of my tastes, I, I don't like to yuck other people's yums. And I don't like the idea of like calling these kinds of shows like our guilty pleasures as if there's as if you need to be guilty for liking these shows. Oh no, I just call them my pleasure. Exactly. There's no guilt involved. I'm not guilty about any of this. Right? I just I also just want to add right like, you know, I'm not interested in watching Beverly Hills per se by myself, but I love the idea of watching it because you love it and I like experiencing things that my friends love and I if my friends love something, I'm open to giving it a try, especially if it means I get to talk about it with you, right? And Watching these shows is kind of like another way of getting to know you better and getting to understand you because I'm watching these and I'm not necessarily thinking just about the show, but I'm thinking about, oh, so this is this is what Rebecca likes, eh? Like this is uh, this is helping me understand you a bit more. And now I get to talk to you about it. And so even if I never watch another Real Housewives episode again, it's still time well spent. Yeah, I love I love that ad- attitude. I think that's a great way to look at it. And I feel the same. It's like, yeah, I want to. I love when you like recommend podcasts and maybe they're not my favorite, but I'm like totally willing to listen to them and, and give them a shot. Yeah. But I do have to say ours is my favorite. So. So Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump have always had their ups and downs, and I believe last season they were on an up, and they, you know, they were getting along for the most part. So you you never quite know from season to season like who's who's frenemies, who's actually friends, and who's just straight up enemies. So yeah, so we start off this season with Kyle being at Lisa Vanderpump's house. So I'll just call her LVP for short because that's just easier. So Kyle was at LVP's house, which is glamorous and full of pink and exactly like Lisa. Um, And they were yelling about something we don't quite know. And Lisa was saying like, oh, you think I'm a liar and, and this and that. And then Ken, Lisa's husband, starts to get involved and starts sort of like yelling at Kyle and telling her she's not a real friend. And then, of course, Kyle leaves and in tears and 
So we're not really quite sure what's happening. And then it goes back two months earlier to kind of like start the show off of where it all began. Basically, (laughs) you never quite know how the season's going to turn out and what's going to unfold. Sometimes it's very dull. Other times there's, you know, little bumps in the road. So I I like that they started off with a bang because sometimes Beverly Hills can be a little bit dry, I find. As much as I love... Yeah, like as much as I love the the women on the show and their little quips and the the fashion and I especially love the homes and this this is part of the reason I feel I feel like with Beverly Hills you can tell that they're just that much richer. Like they're just playing on a different level. I probably I wasn't expecting and maybe that's why I found the first episode so overwhelming was I wasn't expecting them to come so strongly out of the gate with the whole dog thing and uh, the lines being drawn in the sand um, mm-hmm. in, term, in terms of LVP versus Dorit and various people lining up behind either one, right? So mm-hmm. then in after, I think, the second episode, it's like, okay, and now we're off to the Bahamas. So change of scenery and, of course, artificial way of getting everybody in a closer space together so that the drama can unfold faster. And boil over and reach a boiling point. Um, yep, that's why they plant these trips. <laughs> yeah, so I found the dynamics pretty fascinating with the various characters. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting how the the editors put the the narrative together. An interesting thing about any reality show is how it's put together and how it's edited. I was really impressed by how whoever organizes all of this footage, right? Because they'll be referring to things that happened like 10 years ago, or I guess nine years ago in this case. Mm. Uh, But Mm -hmm. you'll see like, you'll see a clip come up and it's like, this happened in 2010. And I'm like, how did you find that clip? Like what kind of archival (laughs) system do you have that you can just pull this clip up when you're building these episodes? It's like, kudos to your editing team, because that is impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I will say that the editing has just gotten like better and better and better. And even like the trips that they've taken have just like their next level. I, mm-hmm. I mean, Kyle at one point dropping $10,000 on a watch, right? I was like, I mm. could never spend that much money on anything. <laughs> like it was no big deal. Yeah. Even how they've upgraded their homes and their lifestyles. Like Teddy in the previous season, she's a newer, she's like a newer character, but she had, I would say a nice house, but it wasn't anything like super special. Like, You know, it had a, I think it had a pool, maybe a trampoline outside, like nothing crazy. But then on this season, it's like this ginormous home. And I think she said something like she has like five bathrooms or something ridiculous, like something that a family of four does not need. But good for her. And even like Kyle, like, you know, she's upgraded her home I think only once or twice now that I think of it but um yeah like she's living in this insane mansion and it's it just goes to show that the more seasons you're on I guess the more you're getting paid and the more recognition you have so they're doing something with the money (laughs) I mean yeah so let's talk about those houses Uh, those houses are ridiculous and yeah, when Teddy's like, yeah, we have four bedrooms uh, mm-hmm. over, like, so many thousand square feet. And I was like, 
that is too many square feet for a house. (laughs) (laughs) Like these spaces are so large for the number of people living there. It's, it boggles my mind, but also it's not so much like the size. It's also just how much stuff is in a house of that size. Oh yeah. Every room is, yeah, every room is furnished. Every room has decorations Mm -hmm. and carpets and rugs and stuff on the tables and so like when Kyle's mm-hmm. showing off her house to Teddy, right? And it's just like she's showing you like mm. this is this room and this is this room. And I'm just like I I felt anxious watching that because there's just so much stuff there. And I think mm. something I'm learning about myself now that I have my own house, podcast episode since Ben has mentioned owning his own house, zero. <laughs> now that I have my own house, you know, I keep telling people I think I'm not a minimalist because I own furniture. Because my mental stereotype of minimalists is that they they live in totally bare, like, white rooms. And they have, like, one bowl and a spoon. And that's all they own. And they just, like... And that's an aesthetic lifestyle. It's not minimalism. But So maybe I'm not hardcore minimalist. But I definitely don't like owning a lot of stuff. Because clutter makes me anxious. You know, I have a couple of spots in my house um, that are a little bit cluttered right now and they're disorganized and I need to get that under control at some point because it doesn't make me anxious. And like, I don't like owning things that I'm not using or that I know I will be using at some point, possibly in the future. So the idea of just having like all of these rooms that spend almost all of their time sitting empty of people and they have all of this stuff in them that has to be like dusted regularly and aired out and mm-hmm. like half that Kyle talks about getting robbed and I not to be dismissive of the trauma of being robbed like I get it but like you half of that stuff in that house could be stolen and you would never notice because mm. it's just like you probably don't walk into that room for three weeks like um mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. what I'm getting at right is like those houses I mean Erica shows off her house and it's just she's talking about how many acres she has and I'm just like <sighs> wow mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we talk about you you know you live in montreal right now and you talk about how tiny things are right like or apartments mm-hmm. in places like new york are so tiny and now we're looking at these families of like two to five people and these houses that are just so large it's like this is a completely different lifestyle um, but of course that's what they're selling totally totally they're selling that american dream and like the lavish lifestyle and look at me i have it all like they're totally selling that i do have to say so a couple comments about the homes i love kyle's new home compared to her last one we talk about these like big homes but her home was actually like very moderately sized like her previous one i don't know how big the new one is because we don't see all the rooms but it looks fairly large but i will say Erica's home to me is just very like gaudy looking like I think in previous seasons maybe it looked really like lavish and extravagant but there's something about her like style like it's kind of like Tuscany um you know like darker stone I don't I don't know there's something about it that to me just screams like a little bit tacky um and if you have hate mail and don't agree with that, please send it our way. Uh, I mean, I mean, this is the woman who owns a seventy-inch blonde ponytail. Oh my god! I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that 
like tasteful is in her vocabulary i think she revels in being tacky yeah like it's for her it's like go big or go home because i'm pretty sure she's from like a more southern state you can just tell it's everything she does it's just very like you know big hair big big boobs (laughs) something that i do love about erica is that you know she she isn't afraid to kind of like say what she's feeling yeah and whether you like it or not yeah like the whole thing about her talking about the women like not really like eating that much because they're worried about their yes i love that yeah yeah that really she's like dessert is the best part yeah she's she's like you know what you can you're gonna gain weight but you can always lose it and i was like yes that's a great mentality she's like you're not gonna blow up from one piece of cake and even if you do, so what? I'm like, yes, you go, girl. Yeah. Um, I do like Lisa's, Lisa Vander. Okay, the two Lisas have very different homes. I think Lisa Renna has one of the smaller homes. But I don't know. It's To me, it's a little tacky as well. But I think Lisa Renna just like owns it. You know, it's just like, she's like, I'm a hustler. And which is great. I love her attitude about things. But I just don't like her style, like her clothing style or her house style. To me, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's maybe a little too like country bumpkin. Yeah. But Lisa Vanderpump's home, you can tell it's getting a little outdated because she has the same furniture. She has, you know, I, I mean, what makes it modern is that she has all this, you know, it's, a, it's like a glass house. That's what makes it modern. And touches of pink which is fine, but I think that's just adding to the, to being outdated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do like her touches of florals and the animals that are there, except for the swans because they seem like assholes. <laughs> I, yes, swans are not nice. Swans are worse than... <laughs> are, swans are probably worse than Canada geese. Uh, okay, so moving away from the houses, back to the people. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, so the main the main plot this season is the dog thing, right? With Dorit having previously purchased a dog from Lisa's dog business, and the dog did not fit in with the family. There was some biting involved, so Dorit was going to get rid of the dog, and somebody volunteered to take it off her hands. She thought it was going to a good home, but somehow the dog ended up in a shelter, which then the Vanderpump people found out about it and got the dog back. And then it has now turned into this whole thing about who knew or who knows that Dorit did this. And it's kind of blown up with apparently some people are claiming that LVP has set Dorit up by sort of like arranging for her staff to leak this information to some of the other housewives, particularly Teddy. Whereas other people are saying that Uh, Like, LVP is defending herself and saying, like, no, I had nothing to do with this. My staff did that on their own. Like, Teddy's the one who set this all up. And it's just like, who do we believe? Yeah, I think who she's setting up isn't Dorit. I think it's Dorit she's punishing. It's more like she's setting up Teddy. Right. Because Teddy and Dorit have had drama in the past. So, to punish Dorit, LVP is getting Teddy involved so that they start butting heads and then... Lisa can just sort of like wipe her hands clean. 
can we talk for a moment about how awful it is to want to punish your friends? Yeah, I mean, this is not new of Lisa Vanderpump by any means. She's done this in the past, like, multiple times to Mm. especially Kyle, and this is why they've had these issues, right? But yeah, like, it's just, it's awful. It's like, um, I remember one episode in the past, Erica called her, like, the sniper, because she's always, like, on the side, and, like, you know, she's cleanly, like, mm-hmm. wiping away people, but she has no no trace, yeah. no, like, evidence. I really yeah. like Erica's commentary on, like, yeah, like, LVP is supposed to be, like, this spy master, but I think she's slipping, and... It was it was yeah. interesting to to hear that. It was an interesting to hear it. And Erica doesn't really have any dogs in this race, pun intended. Um, she's not directly involved in the this drama at this point. She's just kind of hearing it from all sides and rendering mm-hmm. her verdict. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, and mm-hmm. the same goes for Denise Richards, who is new this season. So she has no idea what's going on in the Bahamas when this is all sort of blowing up. She's just sitting there and she's just like. I don't know what anybody's talking about right now. And at one point, LVP like stalks away from the table. And so a couple of them like tease Denise and are just like egging her on to like go knock on the door or something. And Denise is like in the confessional and like, yeah, something tells me you don't want to cross Lisa Vanderpump. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just want to say, I never thought I'd say this. I identify with Denise Richards in this case. Um, (laughs) She's a lovely addition to this cast in the sense of I am enjoying her so much. Mm -hmm. She seems like you were telling me like she seems down to earth, right? Mm -hmm. I just I love that she like when they're in the Bahamas and they're meeting for like nighttime cocktails. Everybody's all dressed up. She shows up in a white tank top and shorts. Yeah. And when they... When they have breakfast a couple mornings later, she shows up in a black tank top and shorts. Yeah. Uh, it's just like she it, it, she's so funny in her confessionals because she's just she's telling you exactly what she thinks. Uh, when her her fiance, they're finally going to get married because his divorce is, is finalized. So they're trying to pick a date. And he's like, well, you know, the only day that we're really both available coming up soon is September 8th, which is like 10 days away. So Denise is like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. And besides, like numerology, you know, nine plus uh, eight is 17 and one plus seven is eight. So that's infinity. And she's just like in the confessional. She's just looking at the camera and going like, I don't give a shit about this. Uh, You want to get married in 10 days? Fine. Let's figure out how we're doing it. Um, She's like, I don't care about the numerology things here, Aaron. And I'm just like, yes, Denise. Like, I just, I love how straightforward you are. Uh, I love how you don't sugarcoat anything right and just like it's really good um so mm-hmm. I, I that's a it's it's a surprise to me is i didn't think i'd get as into the show as i did and i think a large part of that is just i'm just really enjoying denise richards mm-hmm. when i it's so funny that you say that because when i heard that denise richards was joining the cast like there was all these rumors and there was rumors that like lvp was kind of like stepping down she was going to play more of like a friend role so but yeah, when I heard Denise Richards was joining the show, I was like, mm, that's like a very odd addition. And I was very, very skeptical because I thought she was going to like stir up a lot of drama. You know, I think things in the press that we've heard about her haven't been, she hasn't been painted in like a nice light. So 
I thought like, oh, well, she was married to Charlie Sheen. She must be a little crazy. But I think that's working to her advantage because if she can handle Charlie Sheen, she can sure as hell handle these bitches. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, she's super humble and I love her commentary and I love how, like, unprepared for these situations yes. she is. Like, she's just, like, she's packing, like, normal clothes, <laughs> which is great. And these women have, like, makeup artists and and stylists. And they have teams so of people working the for top. them. So over the top. And it's, like, who are you to be having these people? Like, even Dorit has yeah. her team. You don't live and in the it, real world anymore. Totally. You, I, I, I was quite quite pleasantly surprised by how how many real moments we get from them as well like moments where it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like they're kind of like mugging for the camera so we mm-hmm. see like like even in the first episode there's this really light, nice moment where Lisa Rinna was doing goat yoga with her two of her daughters <laughs> mm-hmm. which goat yoga sounds ridiculous great if you want to pay the money for it by all means sounds like another way to part rich people from their money and i'm all in favor of that (laughs) but it's a nice scene because she's talking to her daughters one of her daughters is going to be moving out soon and going to be on her own the other daughter is coming back from being away for a couple years and is going to like find a place of her own but will stay with her parents for a while and they're just they're, they're getting very real and they're talking about the challenges of this and the anxieties they feel as parents and as children and in a later episode you know the one daughter's talking about uh, how she recently went public about suffering from an eating disorder. And in later episodes, Kyle is, uh, we see Kyle taking her one of her younger daughters off to university for the first time. And it's just like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, these are these are not the moments that you hear about when people bash the Real Housewives and they say, oh, you know, these shows are just all about drama and hair pulling and catfights, right? It's like, there's actually some more serious moments here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And even like Lisa Vanderpump, like losing her brother. Yeah. And then even Kyle, like talking about, like you said, her daughter going off to university. Um, but also like acknowledging that she has generalized anxiety disorder mm-hmm. um, and is sort of like a worrier, worrier about all things. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there's I I totally agree with that and I think that's really nice to have that aspect in there because maybe in previous seasons they weren't always super open about that or maybe they would edit it out. But yeah, it's really really nice to have that. It's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It makes it more real. <laughs> So now that we've talked about most of the women, what do you think of the husbands or fiancés on the show? They're mostly vast disappointments. <laughs> Why? Are there certain ones that you like more than others? or? I think that this show, more than any other show that I've seen in a while, and this that might just be a sign of how little contemporary TV I watch, demonstrates the gulf between 
the way women are expected to look and the way men are expected to look even on TV. Mm. Uh, Because for the most part, these husbands look like they don't try. Some of them. Some of them. Yes, for the most part. There there are there are a few who at least comb their hair. Uh, yes. But, like, you know, all of these women, right? They go all out. Hair, makeup, style, yeah. fashion. Husbands, you're lucky if they comb their hair and they put on a fresh shirt in the morning, right? Like, it's just the, the divide there, the gendered divide is so obvious. And I, as far as their personalities go, from what we see of them, fine i don't think i I would love to see more of them i think that sometimes we don't see that many i think we mostly see pk and ken and then you know we get like a glimpse of tom once in a while um Mm -hmm. but and yeah we see like teddy and kyle's husbands here and there once in a while but not so much yeah the husbands are just a little bit disappointing compared to the wives it's like a reverse peacock situation right how like the peacock is just like all the feathers and stuff and the peahen regular brown uh and we got the reverse situation going on i'm just like huh okay well it's a good thing you're rich or whatever yeah at least they have something going for them for sure although i will say i i do agree with you like for the most part i don't think the men are trying that hard or at least not nearly as hard as these women but there are husbands that i favor let's just say that Ken, over the years, I've liked less and less because he tends to, like, get involved with the drama. And to me, that just makes me cringe because you should not be getting involved, like, in, like, yes, I I know, I understand he wants to protect his wife and yada, yada, yada. But you should not get involved between two women or your wife and the other women. I think that's, like, totally not respectful yeah and same with pk like he tends to get involved sometimes and he's just like very obnoxious and even how he was like yeah so what i sh- i shave my my arms and my hands and you're like okay like do you have why do you have to like tell the whole table that that was just a very just, odd conversation yeah it was very odd to bring that up and teach their own on how you want to remove your hair or if you want to remove your hair but to me, it's just like he looks like a little like mole rat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I think that's a, a a sign of how like for a lot of these people, the conversations that they're having are not necessarily always the conversations that we are having. Mm-hmm. It's interesting mm-hmm. how different lifestyles, different wealth levels, different uh, ways of spending your time influence how and what you talk about mm-hmm. definitely i do want to give kudos to some of the husbands on the show like mauricio because he definitely tries he's mm-hmm. not only rich but you know I, I feel like he has such a great sensitivity and i mean he's surrounded by literally all women so you have to be i think and he i feel like he's just so in tuned with his emotions and you know, he owns a successful real estate company. He works out. Like, he is a he is a pretty attractive man. I do have to say that. And also with Teddy's husband. I don't, totally forget his name, but... Edwin. Right, Edwin. Yes, thank you. I don't know. He seems hot and, like, he works out. And same with, actually, Denise's fiancé, 
Who would you say out of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is your favorite? Oh, you know the answer to that already. Denise. It's got to be Denise. Like, hands yeah. down. Like, I did not, I went into the show not really expecting to, like, fall in love with any of them. And now just Denise has won me over. Yeah. I'd watch just a reality show with Denise Richards in it now. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure. Like the other ones, I mean, I know way back in the day after we watched that one episode, you made me take a BuzzFeed quiz about which Real Housewife of Beverly Hills I was. And yeah, we both got Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. Which, now I'm cringing. I know. It sounded flattering at the time because, of course, I hadn't really watched the show, so I didn't really understand. Yeah. But it sounded good to me. She seemed like very like British and sophisticated. And I was like, okay. Uh, but no, I don't. I don't. It's not that I don't like any of the others. They all have their positives and negatives. I was very impressed, like I said, by Erica's forthrightness. Mm-hmm. I liked how Lisa Rinna was very sort of uh, real with with her her family and stuff, but also just like with uh, her perspectives on like growing older as a woman in uh, the the show business industry, right? Mm-hmm. So I liked that, but far and away, hands down, Denise Richards, the best, stole the season for me. Love it. Hmm. Hmm. I think, yeah, I'm really curious to see how the rest of her storyline goes in this season. I think my favorite so far this season, I'm going to have to say Dorit. And I did not like her in past seasons. Like, she just rubbed me the wrong way. But I love the way she, like, interacts with her kids on this season. Mm-hmm. And I also love, like, how... She's keeping such a composure when, like, Lisa Vanderpump is just, like, trying to put her under the bus. Yeah, she's being very restrained. You're right. And I feel like in the past, she wouldn't have. Like, she would have, like, been yelling or making scenes. I think she has improved the most from what I can see. Okay, Ben. Well, you know my aspirations and, uh, you know, I'm just slowly trying to work my way into one of the Real Housewives franchises. I think you should kick off Real Housewives of Montreal. Yeah, I think so too. And then I can be your sassy friend whom you're always talking to on the phone, (laughs) on speakerphone, since that's apparently the thing that we do these Mm. days. Okay, I love it. You're going to sign on to that? I will will sign the the release forms, yes. Okay, okay. So we're going to leave our Real Housewives of New York discussion for a future episode just because... I think we've got enough material for one episode here. Uh, But Mm -hmm. you know what, Becky? I mean, let's put it this way. I'm not a convert of the show. I'm not promising I'm going to watch like future episodes. Not even going to promise I'm going to watch the rest of this season of Beverly Hills. I'll definitely watch the next episode or two. I'm I'm interested to see where this drama is going. But uh, I I liked it more than I thought I would. And that's, Mm -hmm. I went into it with, as open of a mind as I could. And I was not disappointed in that sense. So Mm -hmm. thank you for asking me to do this. Awesome. Thanks for being a willing participant. And uh, yeah, I love having these discussions with you. So if you guys want to find out more information, you can go to our website, www.wejustliketotalk.com. You can find our podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast including itunes and if you would like and have time please give us five stars and give us a good rating we're even on spotify now 
Woo. <laughs> yeah. So let's to finish things off, Becky. I just because I, I know that we've talked about this in the past. Uh, it once you become a real housewife, what is your tagline going to be? I'm a privilege, not a right. Ooh. <laughs> 